Sessions on 16 as a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. In a morning sun, I feel you touch me in a pouring rain. And the moment that you wander far from me, I wanna feel you in my arms again. And you come to me on that summer breeze, yeah. Give me warmth with your love, be softly. How deep is your love? Is your love? How deep is your love? I really mean to learn. Cause we're living in a world of fools. Breaking us down. When they all should let us be. We belong. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Sessions on 16 podcast, presented by Music Everywhere, presented by Avid Exchange. Um, we got a very special guest in the building with us today. It's always a special guest, but this is an extremely special guest. This is my boy, my brother, my friend, my business partner, just my overall, my man. You know what I'm saying? So we got L. Lambert in the building. Y'all yes. give it up for him. Yes, thank you so much, Tim, for having me. Yes, Super sir. excited to talk today. Yeah, man. Yes. Yeah, man. We've been uh, at this a long time. I think um, as we were thinking about how to put all this together and thinking about what our mission was in making all this happen, like you're absolutely like one of those people who I immediately thought about mm -hmm. because it, it's perfectly in line with everything that, that we wanted to do here, yeah. you know, like one of the things that's important is trying to bridge the gap from Charlotte Shout last year or this year to Charlotte Shout next year. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've had guests who were not involved with Charlotte Shout. We had a couple guests who weren't familiar with Charlotte Shout and um, are now ready to throw their names in the hats for next year. Um, and then we had a couple guests who were a part of Charlotte Shout to, you know, some capacity or another, people who were a part of Charlotte Shout, but like maybe we're singing background or mm -hmm. playing for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so now we got a chance to hear their voice yeah. specifically. And then the other thing is um, just building a relationship between artists and audience. You mm -hmm. know, when we did some of the early work for Music Everywhere, and you were actually around for a lot of that um, when we were working with our consultant agency out of Texas, and mm -hmm. they were doing like a deep dive on the music community here. And, um, out of all the findings that we that we did come up with, one of the one of the interesting takes were, as we were talking about audience development, uh, was the audience member in Charlotte 
has a desire to have a closer connection and a more firm connection and a more meaningful connection with the artists that they support because they look at Charlotte artists differently than they look at somebody who might be coming in town for a tour or, you know, just doing like a stop date or a spot date here in Charlotte. Charlotte wants to know Charlotte's own Mm -hmm. and they want to feel that connection so that as they support, there's something to connect to. There's something to hold on to. And, you know, with social media, there's there are those who do a really amazing job of that through social media. And even for those people, there's only so much connection that you can build that way. There's only so much connection you can build through your social. There's only so much connection you can build with meeting people and shaking hands mm-hmm. uh, after your shows. And there's so much there's only so much connection you can do with email lists and all that stuff, which all of that you're you've been you've always been really good at all that stuff. Um, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, you and I have been such a good combination as we've worked together um, is because you're so good at a lot of the the FaceTime and a lot of the connection points uh, when it comes to the, the people who are consuming the art. Um, but this is an opportunity to kind of pull back the curtain mm-hmm. and let, you know, audience members really get to know who they're listening to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Building that connection. Um, so let's just start there. Like tell for those who, you know, either know of you from social media or have been to shows uh, and maybe even those who don't know you at all yet. Tell tell people about yourself. I'm L. Lambert. I'm originally from, I was born in Washington, D.C., but I uh, grew up from a very early age in West Virginia, a small town called Martinsburg, hour and a half outside of D.C. Uh, dad's a pastor, and so that's where a lot of my musical uh, beginnings and actually entrepreneurial beginnings, just seeing um, not always, not necessarily on the financial side, but on the operational side, mm-hmm. how much it takes to build something, you know, as it pertains to church and those operations. And so I got a lot of early training in entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. as well as just being an artist and a creative uh, from uh, my family. My dad is a pastor, but also I have a musical family, lots of musicians, lots of singers. And so um, to skip just this progression of me getting to to where I am now, I think at the core of it is that I've always uh, throughout my life have been focused on... um, not only my own progression as an artist and as a creative, but always this uh, aspect of building community, uh, whether it was volunteering at the Boys and Girls Club while I was still in high school and mentoring people close to my age and a little younger, uh, all the way to you know going to college and lots of just different organizations from fraternity to you know directing the gospel choir it was always about how can I bridge you know gaps and how can we meet needs and how can we connect people who need each other um and so i moved to charlotte after um i was in dc about five years directly after college so it was college dc and now charlotte and uh, what i've learned over that time um you know being a, a creative entrepreneur is that i think the focus has, you know, at times shifted for me. At times it's been studio, 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 working on creative original content. And other times there have been, as you've seen these last few years, it's just stage and connecting with an audience and connecting with uh, decision makers mm-hmm. and connecting with people who are able to impact change um, in the city. And so uh, super happy with where my career has gone and as I explained in the performance a little earlier was now I'm back in the season where I'm focused on uh, impacting a greater community and that's the region mm-hmm. and the country and, and ultimately the world so that's kind of where I am now. Yeah. So I recently got married uh, recently got married thank you so much thank you and so uh, the, the beauty of that is that uh, I get to sing to my wife uh, so this one, this next song is dedicated to her. It's called Lady by one of my favorite artists, uh, D'Angelo. Lady. 
snap with me. Come on. Yeah. I can tell that looking at you. Don't think I can stop looking at you. And all the wishing they can have you. Oh. And as a matter of fact, a bunch of them are itching for you. Scratch them. I'm tired of hiding what I feel. I'm trying to come with the rest. Everybody wants to know what's going down. They ain't always seen this before. Maybe at the liquor store. And maybe at the help who stand. They don't know that I'm your man. Yeah. You're my, oh, you're my lady. Oh, you're, you're my lady. Oh, oh, oh. You're my lady, oh baby. Oh, I pick you up every day from your job, and every guy in the parking lot wants to rob you of my girl and my heart and soul. And everybody wants to treat me so cool, but I know I love you and you love me. I show what a love that you. It's funny, like, talking to different people about, like, those early moments and, like, those early sparks and the early occurrences that kind of help create the person that, that, that we all grow into. You talked about your pops and you talked about, like, kind of like that, that entrepreneurial spark and you talked about that community building spark. Like, I can, you know, I know growing up in church myself, like, especially when you're under the covering or under the leadership of somebody who's extremely involved on the community side, like that usually is the conduit to like build your perception of what community is and what your responsibility is to it. What are some experiences that you can think back on like in like during those early times that like sparked it for you like what were some of the things that you saw you know watching your pops at work and watching your pops do what he does that kind of helped you think about what your place would be in building community for yourself i would honestly say um literally lives change Mm -hmm. right like you would see people's because our um after we had outgrown the first building we were in we moved Um, into downtown Martinsburg, my dad's church, and seeing a change from being in a very rural area to a very urban area, inner city, Mm -hmm. and, you know, seeing a lot of those people come into the church and come in one way and leave another, Mm -hmm. and how it would be so far past a amount of money that fueled that for him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was never a huge church. Yeah. It was never a situation where, you know, he was taking big checks and, you know, lots of money. It was a lot of times them taking family money mm-hmm. to keep the lights on in certain yeah, yeah, periods yeah. of growth. But that passion, that praying for people when they're in the hospital, that you lose a family member and he's there to help was I got that first firsthand I, mm-hmm. I got to see that firsthand and I got to see the impact of people even to this day who remember 
what he did when they were kids or mm-hmm. what he did for their parents or what and so that was kind of like where I got a chance to see firsthand like how selflessness can make an impact on mm-hmm. so many people yeah yeah no no I mean I, I think that's important it's important for I think it's important for people to hear that you know because I think your name has become such a synonymous name with community here and such a synonymous name with opportunity and you know such a synonymous name with like you know just access honestly you know what i'm saying so i think people understanding like what the genesis of that is important um so as far as music was it so you you obviously here you were playing and singing so like Mm -hmm what what was first did you start playing first did you start singing first or you know like how did that how did that happen so it's actually funny because i found out a few years back my mom i don't know why i was just finding out this but i had actually won my first talent show Mm. when i was about one years old oh wow i was one year old one years old one year old rather Mm -hmm. and it was i was playing the piano and singing oh wow and i remember I watched, we had a, this is when my dad was one of those dads who would record everything, everything. on the camcorder. Everything. My first, That's me. My very <laughs> first birthday, I watched, and I used to watch this tape all the time, and it was where my mom sat me down at the piano, and immediately I was hitting notes and matching the notes with my voice mm. at one on my first birthday. And so as long as I can remember, it's been almost an equal emphasis mm. of singing and playing. Gotcha. But, um, as a as really getting heavy into it, I would have to say playing first because mm-hmm. I, you know, moved after piano wasn't actually my first real instrument. It was the drums, of course. So I was right. <laughs> so I was a drummer. Everybody, you know? <laughs> everybody in church got to play gotta drums first. That's like the rites of passage. Everybody first, man. That's a rites of you got to start on the drums. Oh, so no, no, we, yeah, and, right. and cats like me got to wait and wait for y'all to move <laughs> out the way. Man, you don't even play drums for real, real. I wish he'd get out of my way. I've been waiting my entire yes. life just for this one moment. Hear this person right here. He know he want to be in the choir. Why don't he get out the way? <laughs> right, and that's what would happen. They would be having. The, they would have the microphone over at the oh drums. Oh my god! Me. You know, but then it, my brother was the piano player at my mm-hmm. dad's church originally, and that's what um, got me when he left. That's what got me into playing piano. Yeah. My dad plays and sings as well. Mm-hmm. But he was working too hard, yeah. preaching and playing. So that's what allowed me to do the piano. But mm. but it was a, always an equal emphasis on Word. both. Word. What was the uh, – I'm always curious because, like, growing up in church, like, it's its own culture. And especially, like, the, the, the level of it kind of varies from region to region, from city to city. Mm-hmm. But at some point there is – there's usually like a transition, like a mental transition from like I'm doing this as my service at church mm-hmm. to oh no I, I'm I'm kind of nice you know what I'm saying I, I I'm I'm a put some more time so I can kind of like do this do this right not just here right what was that what was that moment for you um, again it started pretty early uh, I would say high school is really when I started started discovering mm-hmm. that and that's really when I came across PJ Morton mm. and what he was doing uh, his dad's a prominent um, minister mm-hmm. and pastor in a church but he uh, at the time he had this project called son of a preacher mm-hmm. that was essentially talking about what he had dealt with internally with doing beyond gospel mm-hmm. you know and so in high school I was involved in all the choirs and I actually had a group, a guy group mm-hmm. called Triversity, me mm-hmm. and two other guys. Um, and we would always sing like Boys to Men mm-hmm. and New Edition at all the concerts. We would, you know, I would play the piano and I, we would sing and, and you know, the girls and all that mm-hmm. stuff back in the day. Yes, sir. But, um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But yeah, before I was married. <laughs> but, uh, but no, but uh, seriously, I, you know, that's, that's really what gave me that spark was like PJ gave me the confidence to step out and talk to my dad and mm-hmm. say, Dad, I don't think I want to just do gospel music. Um, How was that? How was that conversation? He supported it because even as children, we were predominantly, you know, listening to Luther Vandross, Mm -hmm. to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. So there was a standard for the type of music I did, and there was music that 
before I released, I would send it straight to my parents first. Mm-hmm get their stamp mm-hmm. because although it wasn't secular i was still representing my family absolutely. and representing my absolutely. people and so it was only but so far i was going to even go in mm-hmm. that absolutely um but yeah that's that's kind of what that transition looked like so although i do a lot of cover music i do have original songs y'all we, we always uh in the charlotte music community we champion and and uplift all of our artists but especially the ones who take the time to write their own feelings out and kind of express their emotions in their own way. And so you guys are actually catching me at an interesting time where I've, like I said, I've been in Charlotte a few years and I've already done over 700 public performances here in Charlotte, but now my focus is getting back in the studio. And so you guys will get a chance to hear a lot of these songs that I've been working on over the last few years and and probably will be hearing these songs in upcoming projects. And so you guys get a sneak peek on what I'm working on And one of the songs is really talking about the reality of success, right? Like I've been performing since I was four years old. And so um, just throughout my career, it's been a lot of highs and it's been a lot of lows. And so this song was uh, modeled after one of my favorite songs growing up. It was a song called How Does It Feel by an artist, um, D'Angelo, the one I just uh, performed the song by a minute ago. But I wanted to kind of create my own spin on the song. So this one's called uh, How Does It Feel. chance to say I love you, but now it's just me thinking about memories like, how does it How does 
how does he feel? Oh, 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 oh. how does he feel? No, 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 no. How does it feel? Oh, no, 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 no. How does it Once again, that song is How Does It Feel? I think I've been fortunate, you know what I'm saying, like growing up in my family and with my family having a musical background and different people I grew up under having that same background. So there's really no, there's really no hard transition or really no problem or no issues making that transition. But, you know, we we both heard the <laughs> the horror stories yes. that some that some people have. You know what I'm saying? People have been exiled from their families, mm -hmm. and, you know, excommunicated, all kind of craziness and stuff like that. So, um, but no, I, I think having that support like right from the start is a is a big is a big difference maker. And mm -hmm. It can make a make a lot of make a world of difference. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just in where your confidence is, where your mindset is, where your heart and where your spirit are. When you, you know, when you decide to jump in and, you know, and honestly, I feel like how far you go, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just like you said, like having, having their blessing kind of gave you like a barometer. Okay. So since I have their blessing, I'm going to make sure that I continue to honor them, even in what I don't do, right. even in decisions of what I say, okay, cool. I will do this, but I'm not going to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause I still come from that i feel like that's like <clears throat> like a lost art now you mm -hmm. know what i mean like even like in just conversation you know i i i, I experienced that like with you know how i present myself mm -hmm. you know like even like on social media and like the kind of stuff i won't say and the kind of stuff i won't just do out and you know i've had like those conversations oh well, i'm grown i can do that like yeah but i i'm grown <laughs> very grown but right. like i still i still represent more than just myself right you know what I'm saying? Like, I still represent, you know, Tim Scott Sr. I still represent Rhonda Scott. I still represent Robbie Hamilton. Mm -hmm. I still represent, you know, Pastor Curtis Hamilton. I mm -hmm. still represent Big Bob McCray. I still represent George. Like, I represent these people. Right. And I, I would never, it's an honor to me. It's not a burden to me. It's an honor to me to do things that honor my family. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like that's a, not a lost concept but i feel like that that's not something that gets expounded on enough right. so um the fact that they gave you that blessing and they gave you that support and that's kind of like stayed at the forefront and stayed at the center of what you do i think that's amazing um so jumping into here you know what you do here in charlotte like talk tell us about what your journey has been in charlotte like again like a lot of people understand and know that you do a whole lot, mm. that you're extremely involved, and you've only been here for five, right? Five yep, years. Just hit five years. So, how was that? What was the what was the transition like getting from DC to here? From the perception of, you know, how did you see Charlotte as a canvas, and how did you start to plant the seeds, and how did you, you know, build up to everything that you're doing now? Like, kind of like walk us through a lot of Absolutely. those processes and you know all the things that you're doing now. Yeah, so um, it it started right for me. We already know how I got started on the music and even mm -hmm. entrepreneurial side, but college is really where I got a, a a great portion of my development. Growing up in a small town in West Virginia did not give you a range of <laughs> experiences to to draw from to be successful beyond West Virginia. And so going to college really opened my mind up to what was possible business-wise, what mm. was possible as an independent creative, um, as a leader. It developed my leadership skills. And it also showed me um, how I could utilize social interactions, i.e. events, mm -hmm. to um, build community, but also, you know, on the financial side and just continuing to engage people and create opportunities. And so that's kind of where that started. Um, in DC, I did a lot of the discovery work on how to find the people to talk to, to make the decisions, how to talk to venue owners, how to get 
events that people want, how to promote, how to really distribute my emails and how to, you know, grow a fan base, how to deliver on stage. I learned a lot of that in DC. So mm -hmm. moving to Charlotte was a about a nine month process. Um, fast forward, I, I had been a part of a tour called R&B Live. And so one of the cities was Charlotte and I had loved performing there. This was probably 2016. And I never thought about moving to Charlotte, but I just love the vibe. Uh, top of 2017 hits, and you know, I kind of reached a plateau in DC, to be honest. Like I was in a space where I wanted to move. I, I felt like I had accomplished everything I wanted to do there and was looking for a place where I could really build um, the way I wanted to build without so much already developed infrastructure. Right, right. And so Charlotte popped up on the radar. Um, through uh, an, an ex-girlfriend of mine. Mm -hmm. And so she and I both looked into Charlotte, took a visit, and loved it again. Mm -hmm. So uh, within six months after that, moved here, mm -hmm. got started. Um, the events is really what initially I used as a platform to get my name out there. I did a very popular event in DC called That's My Jam, which was an open mic. That was the first thing really I focused on in uh, Charlotte. That was every Thursday night, and we boomed it, um, you know, from night one. So that really got us uh, visible as a band, as well as me as a curator. And so I just started building, just started building, collaborating with different creatives and doing different uh, social events and start marking a lot of the ven venues that when I first moved to Charlotte, I was like, I want to perform there. I want to perform there. I, you know, asking around when I first moved here, who are the people I should know? I met Tim very early on when I moved to Charlotte at uh, an artist who I had met by the name of Kurt Keyes, mm -hmm. uh, Tim was managing him. Mm -hmm. And so I went and met a lot of the influencers just at different events. I was always going to events. I was always going to music community hangs and anything Center City Partners did, anything Music Everywhere did. I was trying my best to be there. Um, and through those times, you know, I met a lot of great creatives, networked, um, built a, a great, uh, diverse network, honestly, in Charlotte of creatives and business owners and other, you know, just movers and shakers around the city, as well as just um, the audience, period. And I think that's where I've learned the most is just the people who are coming out to enjoy these shows, people who are coming out to, uh, you know, the ones that you see at the last five performances you mm -hmm. do. You're talking to those people, mm -hmm. and that, that's been a wonderful um experience because to your point yeah people do want to know more about us they mm -hmm. want to support us they have jobs so they can mm -hmm. afford to support yeah. us you know and so yeah. that's what i learned over these last few years is just you know um the potential that charlotte has the growth that i've seen over these last five years is tremendous the, the openness of the creatives and the venue owners um is increasing and so I think that we're in a great uh, season of growth. It's a lot of awesome talent here um, that I feel like over these next, you know, even three to five years will be national and international stars. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. I'm grateful to be here, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, what are some of the what are some of the projects that you're working on now that are you know close to your heart and things that you're putting in most of your time and attention to? Absolutely. So um, one thing that really is near and dear to my heart is a program that uh, Tim and I really have put a lot of uh, blood, sweat and tears in, and that is uh, Communities in Concert, which was started during uh, 2020, really at the height of uh, COVID when things were shutting down as a resource and as a um, as an outlet and a you know a financial resource for uh, creatives in need and so we uh, developed this program to do live music performances free to the public um, for just different public spaces whether it's a business whether it's a you know a breezeway or public you know so we we really worked a lot with um, different community organizations and different companies to bring live music all over the city, especially during COVID. So that was a big project um, near and dear to my heart. Um, and really, honestly, a lot of the things that I'm doing now are geared towards uh, just creating 
valuable platforms for artists mm. as well. In addition to communities and concert, like on uh, the L Lambert event side, it's like, you know, I started a showcase called The Main Stage, and that has been phenomenal mm-hmm. uh, as it pertains to, you know, really showcasing and highlighting not just Charlotte talent, but regional and national talent that are just on the cusp of really that big break. And so it's been some awesome shows. We we uh, pick up on our season two in October and, you know, working uh, with local creatives. Got to do a karaoke night, you know, mm-hmm. for people who may not be ready to hit the main stage yet, but they just having fun. Yeah. We do that um, as well as, you know, uh, I'm, everybody wants me to bring back That's My Jam. Mm-hmm. So we're going to bring that back and just, just different other programs yeah. and, and events to try to, like I said, create a valuable platform where artists can leave with followers, leave with supporters, and the people who come can be, you know, exposed to some awesome undiscovered or yet undiscovered talent. I have another original song. This is called 14. This is simply, uh, I call this a blues ballad. And I'm going to pick it back up in a minute, but, but at the time when I wrote a lot of these songs, it was really about just the reality of emotions that we go through in relationships. I was in my early 20s, and so these were the things that were going on in my life. So this was really about the realization that uh, you made a mistake sometimes. Songs called 14, y'all.
We heard original music from you today. Yes. What? Where's Where's that? What's the status on that? Uh, you got a release planned or? Not yet. Uh, my focus is um, create. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things about the last five years in Charlotte is uh, my focus has been mainly on the stage. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of my artists out there, they know the difference between an on-stage mentality mm-hmm. and an in-studio mentality. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so, you know, for the last few years, it's been the focus on the stage. But years prior and now my season I am now is creation. And mm-hmm. so a lot of those songs that I did earlier today were uh, developed in that first creation stage of just writing what I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, thank you, Tim, because he uh, referred me to a phenomenal instructor and musician by the name of Stephen Gordon. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he worked with me for months for um, to develop my skills as a pianist mm-hmm. and as a musician um, that I've used to develop new songs, mm-hmm. develop new concepts. So I have a lot of stuff in my phone, dope, a lot dope. of stuff, a lot of conversations with uh, various artists and producers here. Mm-hmm. So these next few months are really focused. I've trimmed down my uh, performance schedule, mm-hmm. trimmed down a lot of the other stuff that I was doing uh, to really focus on um, getting some singles together mm-hmm. and ultimately getting a project. So I can't I can't say officially any release dates, but my goal is at least a single. I'm hold, I'm saying it now to hold myself accountable. Yeah, there too. you go. I'm saying <laughs> there it, you go. But I want to do at least one single this yeah. year. Um and, and hopefully drop a project next year. There you go. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um yeah man. Um like I said this is this has been good for me like i said you know having you be as involved in charlotte shout this past year um was phenomenal and people got the chance to catch you on the showcase stage people got to catch a chance to catch you you know over at uh the big stage at gateway village mm-hmm. uh with you know with gospel sunday yeah. and um you know just you know having you be a part of hosting and having you be a part of you know, helping put music together and stuff like that was, uh, I think it added a lot of value. And then, you know, with Communities in Concert, mm-hmm. organizing a lot of the uh, the lunchtime and evening performances we had at Cafe 400. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just a lot of value being added, man. And I, I appreciate the work that you've been doing. And I appreciate, um, you know, just the thought that you put into everything that you do. And I, I feel like it it's created quality uh, just across the board here in the community, so Thank it's you. uh it's important, and it's you know it's it's what the work that we do is really all about. So mm-hmm. definitely appreciate that, man. And I want to you know always give you your flowers and give you your acknowledgement for that stuff because mm-hmm. you know it, it's it, we know it ain't easy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> it's it's one thing to make it look easy, but it's mm-hmm. not easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know on top of juggling the you know the personal life and yeah. juggling family and juggling you know juggling you know the the your personal desires outside of music and stuff like that you know it's it's a lot yeah um so you know we definitely appreciate you and i think you've done an amazing job of making your name synonymous with quality and community here Mm, you know what i'm saying so um it's important and that's what this podcast is all about and you know kind of getting down to the bottom of that stuff so Mm. appreciate you uh, for coming through one of the things i always ask people um before they get out of here um with the goal of this being to connect audience members and artists when audience members who are either diehard fans they come out to every gospel sunday they come out to every main stage they come out to every that's my jam Whenever they see L. Lambert presents or L. Lambert band presents or L. Lambert events present, they come out. Whether it's them, whether it's the 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 person who's only recently heard of you and they try to catch you when they can, or the person who has heard your name in passing and just hasn't heard you perform yet. What is the thing that you want to be synonymous? What's the thought? What's the feeling? What is the what is the thing? What's the connection point? The main connection point that you want people to take away at the mention of your name? Wow. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm, I came up. Yeah, with that that's myself. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I came I up think, with that myself. It's trademarked this podcast that's now. Great. That's great. <laughs> no, that's that's a great one. Keep that. But I would say, you know, um, 
if I could say one word, and this might surprise a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I would say yes. Mm. The reason why I would say yes is because a lot of the things that I've seen come to fruition started with a no. Mm. And if I would have listened to that no, I wouldn't be here. Mm. Literally, you know. And so I think when people think of me, I really want, even if it's not even in the same context, like this LM, yeah, Mm -hmm. yes, Mm -hmm. yes, Mm -hmm. you know. And that was honestly my philosophy early on. I can't do it now, but even when I first got here, I said yes to everything. Mm -hmm. I would say yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Crying on the way. <laughs> no, but I think I think that's where um that's where that gets you though. Yeah. That yes, that's where the ability to look beyond what am I gonna get right now. Yeah. Even if it's a loss right now, even if this isn't compensated, but the relationship is worth it, that yes is what's gotten me where I am. Mm-hmm. And so I think if I were to say, and I know you didn't say one word. No, no, no. But if I were to say as far as what I want to be known for is that yes. Mm. And that's the yes that that I say to myself, mm-hmm. you know, when you can't see how this is going to happen, when you can't see how you're going to get this funded, or when you can't yep. see the other side, but you still say yes. Yeah. And that's 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 what I want people to take from that. There you go. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, uh, there you go. Uh, tell people where they can find you online, bro. You can find me online at I am L Lambert, y'all. You can go on Instagram. Not on Twitter much. Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I'm gonna start a little more TikTok, but everything I am L Lambert is everything. There you go. Uh, e L Lambert, by the way. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, hey man, y'all heard it here. Like I said, you already know, wherever his name comes up, there's going to be quality to follow. So y'all make sure y'all tap in with him, check him out, um, hit him up, stay in relationship, stay in contact, uh, because, you know, there's he's only just getting started. So um, thank you all for tuning in to this edition of Sessions on 16. I am your host, Tim Scott, as always, and I will see y'all next time. Take care. So I got one more, one more before I wrap up. Again, I'm from West Virginia. So uh, actually, Tim Scott is not only the host of the show, but he plays a lot of my shows as my band uh, leader as well as my drummer, y'all. So, so I, I just that's an invaluable relationship. I gotta shout that out as always. But he knows more than anybody. He's probably heard me do this song more than anybody. But I always gotta shout out where I come from, y'all, because uh, the state of West Virginia is where my roots are. That's where a lot of my musical influences are. Um, And one in particular is an artist by the name of Bill Withers. And so uh, I wanna conclude my performance as a tribute to him, as well as my home state of West Virginia. So this one has a little rhythm to it. I found this patch in my keyboard. So if y'all wanna follow along, y'all can just kinda bop with me a little bit. Is that cool? All right. A lovely day, a lovely day, a lovely day, a lovely day, a 
lovely day, lovely day, lovely day. Oh, I love you day. Lovely day. Oh, when the day that lies ahead of me seems impossible to face. When someone else instead of me yeah, always seems to know the way, oh, then I look at you, oh, and the world's all right in me, yeah, yeah. Oh, just one look at you, yeah, and I know it's gonna be, oh, help me sing a lovely day. Lovely day, lovely day, lovely day, lovely day, lovely day, yeah. Check this out, y'all. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is old there, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, blowing like a breeze. Help me sing country road, take me home to a place I belong. West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home. Country one more time, country road, take me home to the place where I belong, West Virginia, Mount Mama, take me home, country road, when the day that lies ahead of me, sing impossible to face when someone else instead of me oh, always seems to know the way oh, then I look at you yeah, and the world is alright with me oh, just one look at you it's gonna be oh a lovely day. One more time, I'm L. Lambert, y'all. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed it today.